Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about random topics. I'm Kev. And I'm Jack. Let's talk about Miami, a.k.a. Vice City. One of the weird cities that has another name that everyone kind of knows. Yeah, I mean, one of the most well-known titles or things paired with it is Miami Vice, right? Yeah. What is that exactly? I don't even know. It's a TV show, right? Oh, it's a TV. Uh, or a movie? movie, maybe also. I think it was a TV show first and then a movie. Probably both. You know, Hollywood juicing <laughs> everything they can. Which I've never seen any of it, but just, you know, little clips here and there. From what I remember, it's like two guys who are cops or detectives or something who wear like white suits and drive nice ass cars. And it's set in Miami with the beach and sunshine and et cetera. See, that sounds somewhat familiar to me. But this could also just be like Vice City GTA. Because I think the cover was something similar. I don't even know if mm. it was a cop. But it's just, yeah, like white suits, you know, that beach, Cuban, Florida I think they attire. did take it from there. Not that Miami Vice necessarily was the first one ever to do it. But I feel like that definitely played a role in GTA choosing that. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, sounds sounds about right either way. Where does that rank real quick among the GTA games? See, I was, like, too young when that came out. I wasn't really into video games. Which was, what, like, early 2000s or something? Yeah, or, I mean, that's kind of bullshit. I was into video games. I just wasn't into that type of video game yet. Mm, or yeah. I wasn't allowed to play <laughs> that type of video game. Because, if you know, GTA is known for its uh, hardcore rated R gameplay so i wasn't playing that however i do remember my cousins playing it and it being pretty dope and like unique and always like gta kind of like ahead of its time but since i didn't really experience it i'd probably rank it pretty low like i'd put the newer ones ahead even though they're probably not as good so yeah i don't know i'd rank it like third or something like that going off that too were you aware much of miami in general when you were younger growing up in dr and dreaming of like coming to the u.s or like people that are just immigrants coming in either visiting or obviously to live in there's like two places where you can go new york or florida that's like if you're not going to one you're probably going to the other and vice versa so i said florida but here's where like it gets tricky if you're dominican coming to the u.s and let's say you're going to boston you're still calling that new york and if you're dominican going to florida could be Tampa, could be Orlando. You're calling that Miami. Right, right. Does that make any sense? Yeah, they're like neighbor towns, you know. Yeah, but we like call anything in the Northeast, New York, <laughs> anything, obviously in Florida, call it Miami. You move to Boston, it's like, oh yeah, I'm not too far from New York. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just outside of it. <laughs> it's outside, you know, four hour drive without traffic. Uh, so that was the thing like the city has always been in my head like I've always heard the name and actually have family there so outside of just knowing it from people like flying in and out I had family there so it was like always in my radar I've been aware of Miami and Florida I guess since I was little yeah I've always been aware of it I don't know from what specifically but I think it was just one of those major U.S. cities that would come up in just hearing about the country or pop culture stuff or whatever and i think it's the face of florida would you agree with that yeah i think it's the place people think of when they think of anywhere in florida 
Yeah. Obviously, like, there's a bunch of tourism in Orlando because of Disney and Universal. Probably even sees more people, like, per year when it comes to visitors. But somehow Miami is, like, the name that sticks out. Yeah, and I think of it, and this is how it's, like, marketed to me as well as it's very bright, sunny, fun, crazy city filled with beaches and white powder yeah it's crazy (laughs) the city itself is like also known for like this crime very high drug use and like party life i wouldn't say it's like more than vegas i guess vegas is like the first major city that you would think of for like partying well vegas i feel like just has everything trouble in it you know what i mean it's the city of dark arts (laughs) as theo Vaughn would put it but I would say Miami's like a very close second. Well, Miami, especially with cocaine specifically, right? Yeah. And if you've seen like any of those Narcos and Pablo Escobar shows on Netflix, you know, Miami's like a central city for like just the distribution of cocaine and other drugs. So, right. But I don't know. Let's talk about actually like going there. When's the first time you went? So I might have flown through the airport at one point, but in terms of actually being there in the city, The first time I went was not that long ago. I checked right before we started, and it was 2013 that I had been there. And I went with my parents, but I actually had people I knew through a combination. One, through Flickr. Shout out Christian. He showed me around. And I also knew some people through Instagram as well, who I met up with too, and they showed me around. So I was there with family, but also met up with people. So it was like a nice mix. And yeah, I wasn't you know, going crazy with nightlife or anything like that. But I got to see a good amount in the city. Didn't really go to the beaches either, but just kind of went around Wynwood, which is like an arts district neighborhood, was probably one of the core areas to me. And yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it when I went. What about you? I think I went a little bit before you. I want to say, I believe it was 2011. I went for my aunt's wedding with like family and whatnot over the summer and most of our activities were kind of obviously like centralized around that event and whatnot we didn't go for super long but we got to hit beaches we got to hit a little bit of that nightlife even though i was still young and under 21 at the time it was interesting to see like we hit that i don't even remember the actual street name it's like ocean drive maybe yeah yeah it's like the avenue or street by the beach literally but there's like a bunch of clubs and shit went like at night the night scene is crazy like you see all the fancy cars almost like what you would see on a show or a movie right we went to like is this popular spot it's like known for that it's called like mangoes or some shit like that it's that central to put it simply for every age it's like a hooters but with like the actual dark arts (laughs) (laughs) everyone's serving you food and like bras and shit and like it's almost like a strip club, like, out in the open. So we were there with, like, my cousin and shit. We were, like, I don't even know, 18 or 19. And there's legit, like, strippers dancing. We couldn't go inside, but we were still in, like, the outdoor area of the restaurant. But you can see everything inside. and The loophole. Yeah, it's like the loophole, which was cool. I mean, I was with, like, my mom and shit. <laughs> and my other cousins. But it was cool to see. And... Other than that, yeah, like, didn't really spend much time on the beaches. We literally just went to, like, walk around, but I didn't go in the water. Did go to Wynwood. Wasn't very long either. I think it, like, started raining or some shit, which we'll get into the weather over there in a little bit. But 
that specific trip, my first time going, was kind of short. I did go a second time and, like, experience Wynwood a little bit better and more food and actually hit the beaches and whatnot. But I guess we'll talk about it as we go. And I don't know. Let's start there, the beaches. You said you didn't really spend much time there, but let's pro or con what we see or what we know of the Miami beaches. Yeah, the main one I remember going on was by where they have a bunch of those like Art Deco hotels lined up in a row. I forget which beach that is. It might be part of Miami Beach, but I know what you're talking about. I don't I'm not 100% yeah. on the name. All that Art Deco architecture is super cool and I feel like you don't see it as heavily anywhere outside of Miami, at least that I've personally been to. Like, you'll see it pop up here and there once in a while in other cities, but there it's more on full display and in, like, popular areas, and it's, like, their thing in a way. And I know from looking up stuff in the past on Art Deco that the 30s were, like, the main time Mm. it was in style. And obviously we're not going to do a full history deep dive, but looked real quick. It was saying that the style arrived in South Florida at a time when Miami Beach, which I guess that is Mm -hmm. the section, was a blank slate and struggling to rebuild as a tourist mecca after the 1926 hurricane. So that makes sense. But yeah, and also in terms of pairing with those two, you often see like classic cars from Mm. the 50s, 60s, whatever, also which are tied to cuba in a way because in cuba you see a lot of those cars too still to this day and it's like a cool pairing of this kind of vintage look in general and great for photos or just for experiencing yeah there's like certain points where you can feel like you're going back in time if you're like in the right street in front of the right building and like the right cars are there you could be like dude where the fuck am i why does it look like this and well, we know that Cuba is almost like a brother city to Miami. Mm-hmm. Everyone like migrates there and we know the whole thing. It's like 90 miles away from the coast or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but so I would say it's like the Cuban influence on the city. Because if you see like pictures of old Cuba and Havana and all that stuff, a lot of the hotels and like their coastal buildings have like the color and that similar architecture, at least back in the day. At least from some of the pictures I've seen, it like reminds me of what you would see in Miami. But yeah, Miami Beach. So that was the one. And I mean, it was fine. It was a beach, you know. <laughs> I don't remember it being anything that crazy. But that's not to say Miami's beaches are bad. They're just, you know, they're fine. They're beaches. Yeah, I, I'd i give it like a light pro. I didn't mind it. Obviously way better than New York beaches, even though yeah, I didn't really sure. hit those very often. But I guess it's more of the atmosphere. Right. It seemed, uh, I don't want to say chaotic, but like I said, it was just like busier. Obviously, beach is like a major part of the culture down there. But it just seemed like too much of that like party feel and not necessarily like enjoying the beach. At least when I was there. I mean, I also went like middle of July type shit. So best believe it was busy. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I like the more laid back hideaway. You could walk around chilling. Right not see like a Hennessy bottle in sight you know <laughs> but I also don't want to con it like it was fine if you like that you like that so I'd give it like a very light pro speaking of beaches too I know South Beach is a popular section of Miami as well shout out to LeBron making South Beach even more desirable at a point in time yeah but yeah South Beach is probably like the second more popular name or beach that you 
just hear name out out there and like tv or i don't even know movies and shit i don't know that i've actually been in the neighborhood or beach itself uh however anywhere lebron wants to go must be a nice place i'd give it a light pro well since we're talking about lebron let's take a little detour into sports real quick so like you mentioned lebron decided to come there you know the big decision back in 2010 do you remember feeling any type of way when he picked the heat i don't remember being too attached to the quote-unquote the decision but i do remember there was like a slight chance he was or could possibly go to the knicks even though it was like i don't know a miracle if that even happened but i remember it was like a talk back in the day well something came out recently i don't know for sure how real it was but that he was seriously considering them that year and then he had a meeting and they blew it so it's probably like james dolan wanted to play him a demo of his band or something of course yeah easy l <laughs> yeah i mean connected to that i think i was a little interested i don't remember like watching it or anything but i thought it was cool because i also like d wade i didn't really know chris bosh as much i also wasn't into basketball as much at the time mm-hmm. it like grew on me a little later on but i remember thinking it was cool and like oh we're about to experience like the next dynasty and i always fuck with history like that at least like sports history so i was cool with it but I don't know. I also wouldn't have been mad if he went to the Knicks or even just stayed in the Cavs and made the Cavaliers like a powerful team. Yeah, I mean, I was a fan of both Wade and LeBron in their early years. And then I don't remember the exact timeline in terms of where I was at with each. Like I even had both of their jerseys early on. Wow. But when that happened, I don't remember feeling upset about it or anything. But I don't remember rooting for them either at that time when they had the big three. I don't know. That kind of, for better or worse, set the tone of this generation of players from it used to be, you know, you stay loyal to your team and you kind of have a career legacy with them. And now that's not the case. Like that whole system has changed. Mm -hmm. And I think LeBron's decision played a big part in that. And I don't think you can put that on him in terms of oh you should have done this or should have done that like he should do whatever he feels is best for him at all times so i have no negative feelings towards him for that but it was historic like you mentioned like it did turn out to be pretty legendary just in terms of not only the impact in itself that i'm talking about and also besides the loyalty just forming this kind of super team but they did win two championships within like four years so pretty strong run yeah you can't hate on that and yeah they do get a lot of hate but any city any team will take that 10 out of 10 times easily shout out to the real goat lebron (laughs) and aside from the miami heat which we just talked about miami also has the miami dolphins the nfl team Mm -hmm. they also have the now miami marlins yeah they used to be the florida marlins And to me, I still think of them that way. Just like I think of the Angels still as the Anaheim Angels, I think of the Marlins as the Florida Marlins. Yeah, I mean, that's a good example. Like, even saying it right there, it was weird to say, like, the (laughs) Miami Marlins, not the Florida Marlins. And I think they do have a hockey team, but who gives a fuck? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I mean, let's start with the Dolphins. First off, get a new stadium. Super old school. Colors are interesting. But They're very just, Miami colors, so they are on brand. 
Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll go to the pros. Like, the team uniform or just the whole color scale that they use for away and home uniforms are pretty fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it usually is like orange with like a turquoise, turquoise, little bluish aqua, whatever, and white. I think like away or home, it's just like a lot of the turquoise with a hint of white and a little bit of orange. Super fire, super vibrant. Maybe goes back to that Art Deco era with the old school cars. I feel like it's a color you see in like old school cars a lot, that turquoise yeah, with white. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. Fits them pretty well. It looks pretty dope. It for sure makes it interesting to watch so i'd like pro the uniform and their whole color scheme for the team but i can easily con the stadium they just haven't been a good team in a while i mean they do have history from like dan marino one of the best quarterbacks all time to they had the first undefeated season all the way back in 72 like including both the regular season and the playoffs but yeah in recent years like since we've been alive and like actively conscious of football they really haven't because marino retired in 2000 and yeah i never remember them being that great oh yeah they're not a good team the division they play in is pretty tough that is because they play with the patriots obviously but yeah i mean i'm aware of the stadium and whatnot mostly because the florida marlins used to play there Mm -hmm. when they were a baseball team of florida and There are some sad highlights of the Yankees losing the World Series to them. Yeah, that was rough in 03, but I think I've like blocked it out of my memory, so I don't really remember it super well. But the Marlins also, I mean, talk about a team that hasn't been good since that championship in 03. I mean, not serious contender, actually good, and most of the time they've been a joke and barely have any fans in the stands and barely any good players or they trade them all away christian yelich stan and they trade away you know they have just endless talent that they haven't been able to grow themselves and they've just given away yeah i mean what happened with them at least in that championship year it was something that like happened to the royals uh in 14 i believe mm-hmm. yeah 14. Where it was just like everything aligned perfectly just a bunch of young talent that that was like the last time they were going to have that something that happens to a team maybe like once every 50 years where like you just get lucky and have a bunch of talent like that for the low low. And ever since, not good. And we're talking about a team since I mentioned new stadiums that just got a new stadium like within the last 10 years. Crazy huge, close roofs. I remember when I went to visit, it was still like in construction and I remember seeing it. It was so massive, like in the middle of a neighborhood. It pops out like insane it just doesn't fit at least from the outside but inside is pretty interesting i'd pro the stadium we also saw it not long ago from like the home run derby and all-star game there where aaron judge put up a display like a true yankee king so yeah i mean the team easy to con they need to improve they keep selling away their young talent also one more thing on the heat to round it out for sports but they also had like pat riley and alonzo mourning and that 90s era and they had only been around since 88 so they haven't done that bad for a franchise in this short amount of time you know they've had some good runs even though they never won championships with riley but that was during the jordan era so yeah with all the bad in their sports teams somehow they've done pretty well if you actually step back and look at just the solid wins they've had and switching topics but 
going off that, in terms of stadiums, one of the spots that my friend Christian took me to when I was down there was this abandoned stadium that's like on the water. It's called Miami Marine Stadium. It was a stadium for like boat racing viewing. So basically it's on the water and it's just a bunch of seats, like stadium seating. But, you know, you're not looking at a field or anything like that. You're just looking at the water in front of you. And basically it's like abandoned now. They might have even torn it down at this point. This was back in 2013. Yeah, it had like a bunch of graffiti and like other stuff. So it's just kind of a cool photo spot. And even while we were there, there were a bunch of other people there as well. So yeah, that was a really cool spot. At least if it's still around, I think that was one of the more interesting places in Miami. Yeah, it's a very dope spot. Like just the look of it is really interesting. It almost looks surreal, like Mm -hmm. a stadium where the field is like water. Yeah. (laughs) I remember seeing pictures and being like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't even know this existed. I actually even remember, like, you posting a photo or or two or a series of them. But I didn't get to go to it. I wanted to. And, I don't know, just didn't have the time. But, I don't know, it just sucks that they would kind of get rid of it. I know that if it's not functioning and you have to kind of maintain it because it is in the water, you'd have to, like, keep up with it and invest money to keep it standing. Yeah, I mean, there was also nothing around it. Like, it was just really empty grounds, and it was really not close to anything. Mm. So, I don't know, maybe they were or have already built something else there instead that takes up more of that land. I mean, that would be what I would think they would do, unless they restored it for something else, but... Yeah, but it just looks like one of those kind of historic places where you would try to keep up just Mm -hmm. because of the looks of it. Especially at, like, the later points, or probably around the time you went, where a bunch of, like, painting and graffiti on it looked super gritty. But then contrasting with, like, the beauty of the water and, like, the Florida skies, you know? Right. So it looked pretty interesting. And it has been around since the 60s, so... Oh, wow. In terms of, like, the historical aspect, it could definitely fall into that. I mean, let's keep it in the art world. Yeah. Art basil? Mm -hmm. Or basil i like basil better but (laughs) i believe it's basil yeah it's pronounced basil for how they do it but you know we could say it however we want sounds a little bit more french you know (laughs) basil or i don't know whatever i mean it is the type of place where someone could put a piece of basil on like a little counter and it would sell for like 500 million dollars wait real quick is it is this the place where they had the banana on the wall? I think so, yeah. Or on the floor, I don't remember. No, it was like taped to the wall. Taped to the wall, yeah. And someone bought it, right? Yeah. Humanity. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Art Basel. You been to it or? I've never been, but my boss usually goes. It is one of those very high art world events. Maybe the most high art world event or at least one of the most well known. Right which are not really my thing personally just because i think a bunch of it is ridiculous and pretentious and not really my idea of art but i don't know i'm sure it's good for miami tourism to rank in that money you know does it take place in winwood or around yeah i don't know 100 percent. yeah i don't know much of it either obviously i know the name it's like part of the culture at least right now like everyone's aware of it a lot of people try Mm -hmm. to go to it also not for me like i do enjoy museums i do like art 
obviously we're into movies and photography and all that but this specific type yeah it's a little too richie rich and like art school yeah bullshit you know it's like i wouldn't fit in with the people there yeah not necessarily because i don't see myself as part of them but i think they would look at me as like i'm not part of them but whatever so this one for me is gonna be an easy con yeah i'm sure a lot of good art comes out of it but it's not good enough for me to want to go there at least i'm not interested and i'm sure they obviously set it in miami because it's such a beautiful place and warm place for people to go to i mean it's usually in september so it's not like new york is freezing at that point or Mm. anywhere in the country that follows kind of typical seasons but yeah but going off that too you were mentioning obviously we're into music movies etc and we bring up pop culture often for the show as a category so in terms of music and movies let's start with first musicians from miami so you want to list some off yeah i mean just to tee it off real quick music is like super important in miami it's a very musical city not only because like a lot of people come from there but it's like one of those good music melting pots around obviously you have like the hispanics and they have like their salsa and all them old school song and like cuban music but you also have like major hip-hop influence down there you have like pop artists that come from there you got like everything that comes from miami you know as opposed to like other cities that are usually mostly either like country or hip-hop and stuff like that but miami has like all of it really and let's start off with some of the more recent artists we have camila cabello who is i think of like cuban descent i could be wrong i don't really know her that well super big gets radio play She's like one of the bigger names right now. There's also Steve Aoki, Denzel Curry. I mean, the beast, the legend, Jason Derulo. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say DJ Khaled. <laughs> we also have annoying artists. We got DJ Khaled. But who should have like the most respect right here? Should it be the guy that literally has the name Florida as his name? Florida. Florida. Dude, that's writing flows or. <laughs> writing flows with a pen i mean triple entendre <laughs> don't even ask me how uh you're way too beautiful girl aka sean kingston <laughs> <laughs> mr 305 pitbull yeah taking it a little bit back on these <laughs> pitbull goes back but he's still like no they're still music. around but not i wouldn't call them modern artists all right hit me with a few throwbacks i guess i mean like phil collins ricky martin Ooh. trick daddy Ain't mad at those. Would you pro or con that group of artists? Just looking at this, it's a lot of it's a lot of hits. It's a lot of radio play here. It's a lot of bops. But let me see. Camilla, don't really listen. Steve Aoki, cool dude, don't really listen. Denzel Curry, fire, but can't really say I bump him. Jason Derulo, hopefully you guys know. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> His best work is on the film Cats. But <laughs> you have Khaled, annoying guy, has some good hits i don't know it's just out of this whole list Khaled and maybe sean kingston like i actually actually kind of like a few songs of theirs Other for than dj that, Khaled. yeah dj Khaled has some bops <laughs> i mean that he produces like he's not in him now once he yells on the track i'm out i wouldn't even be mad if you caught him strictly because of his tags everyone else i don't 
it's like it's good a lot of billboard scores but for yeah. me it's easy to con this list like i could probably live without all these artists and be just fine yeah i mean they've made a decent impact overall and if you like combine them in terms of popular songs and all that but to me personally i don't really listen to any of them so it's a con for me but that's just music there's also a hollywood movie tv side of history right here in miami that i don't know just name me a few of the great hits that come from the tv world or movie world in miami i mean similar to the musicians there's a lot of pop culture big budget stuff like bad boys and they did like a fast and furious there and etc miami vice which we talked about as well which was pretty popular and then outside of that moonlight is probably the most obvious and i mean it did win best picture at the oscars so it's not like it's obscure but it's not a blockbuster like fast and furious or bad boys but of course shout out barry jenkins for making that masterpiece but outside of that i mean i feel like you see it pop up and stuff a lot but there aren't any others that really jump out to me as yeah this is a miami movie you know yeah i could agree with you moonlight is the easy standout right here Bad Boys is good. I remember watching one and two. I think there's a third one that just came out recently. Or fourth, I think. Or fourth? Oh, shit. Or fourth is about to come out. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. When they're like rebooting it, bringing them back. Obviously haven't seen those. But I don't mind those. Those are fun. Those are good, at least at the time I watched them. The only thing I'd add to this list is Dexter, the Showtime show with uh, Michael C. Hall. He's like a detective slash murderer, blah, blah, blah. Mm Mm-hmm. One of my favorite shows all time. Easily top 20, possibly top 10. Yeah, it takes place in Dade County, which is the county that Miami's in. And a bunch of things take place by the beach and the popular areas and shit. So you get the culture, the people. He's always eating like pork and sandwiches and shit like that. Um, So I'd for sure give a major pro for Dexter and Moonlight. And I guess I'd pro the overall movie and TV show scene for Miami. Well, there's two things. There's the ones that have already been set there pro or con, which I would say like pro. There's just not enough yet. But then there's do pro con having future ones take place there, which I would pro because it's just, you know, vibrant colors, nice light, good locations, all that. So I'm in for more stuff taking place there. Yeah, I guess you don't see of it enough when companies or production companies try to shoot on a warmer beachy place california is probably the first option but Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be mad of like florida becoming a good second option you see more of it see more of another culture you don't really see because i mean you usually see mexican culture white black culture in california but if you see more hispanics cubans dominicans puerto ricans haitians you know in florida that'd be cool to see which obviously moonlight did with I believe you see, like, Haitian flags and just, obviously, like, black people and whatnot in Florida, which is pretty dope. So, yeah, I'd pro it, too. Yeah, and even, it wasn't specific to Miami. It wasn't really specific to an actual town, but Waves, which we talked about before from last year, shot in South Florida. And, again, not specific to Miami or any exact town, but 824 in general has been on kind of a Florida kick between Moonlight, the Florida Project, Waves. So if anyone's going to keep pushing it there, I think they're leading that. 
battle right now. I could be tripping because it's been a while since I watched this movie. I only think I really even saw it once, but it pops up every now and then. Scarface. Oh, yeah. It's like prime Miami, right? I think so. 80s. I mean, cocaine. Yeah. Talk about it. It's in there. And the whole Art Deco, I believe. I could be wrong again. Like, I don't really remember seeing the movie, but open button ups, the suits. The white suits, specifically. You can't see the powder if the suit is white. <laughs> can't go wrong. Uh, I don't know if I pro Scarface, <laughs> but also one of those iconic films that... Scarface was a really big deal for like a section of... I want to say middle school, I think it was. I don't know why, but it was Wait, super popular. For you? Not for me, oh. like around just everyone at school. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say like, yo, I had two posters up. <laughs> <laughs> but you were mentioning the sandwiches. Let's get into your favorite <laughs> food. It's a good one. Uh, food in Miami. I had a little bit of experience with it. A lot of it is obviously very Caribbean style of eating see a lot of rice a lot of beans a lot of pork seasoned chicken you see haitian food jamaican food obviously cuban dominican puerto rican food all kind of similar and all very very delicious but most of all we know what miami slash cubans are known for at least in the food world that cuban sandwich Ooh-wee. beautiful toasted bun with sliced pork believe it has ham in there swiss cheese usually question mark or some sort of cheese i'm not 100 percent. i don't ask questions just give me the cuban sandwich <laughs> believe it has mustard dough pickles yeah. mm-hmm. i mean if this doesn't sound good to you shut off the podcast and go listen to call me daddy or whatever that <laughs> podcast is called top three sandwiches for myself ever i think so uh top five top five didn't we do a sandwiches episode yeah i don't remember <laughs> where i placed it though uh i mean grilled cheese is a classic where you can make it so many different ways so yeah that might be number one but cuban sandwich might be number two uh, and i'm partially only saying that too because it's very specific where the grilled cheese again is so versatile and you could make it so many different ways and get so many different flavors out of it. But the Cuban sandwich, as far as something more specific, is... I can't think of anything better off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, funny little story. First time I went when I visited for my aunt's wedding, I had a bad experience with a Cuban sandwich. However, I wasn't mad at it. It was kind of my mistake because I want to say it was from the hotel we were staying at. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I don't want to set the standards on a... I don't even know where we were, Marriott or some shit, that just happened to throw the sandwich in there because of right. where we were, you know. And I don't think I got to eat another Cuban there, just with the time and what we were eating and going to family's house and stuff. So I kind of left disappointed. However, the second time I went with my cousin and her family and shit, we went to this other spot. I don't even remember the name, but it was around Wynwood or closer to Miami Beach. The Miami Cuban sandwich for sure redeemed itself. Fucking fire. Amazing. And ever since, like, I have respect for it. Because during my first trip, when I came back, I used to say that <laughs> Miami has the worst Cuban sandwich I ever had. And that's like, wow. it's one of those controversial things. Like, oh, you being problematic. You might start a fight right here. That's like when you go on a show and they're like, all right, give me your hottest take. 
yeah and you just say that and you just say that exactly it was like a crazy hot take so for like a year or two or i don't even know how long that gap was i would say like three four years i don't know just said one or two but obviously my mind has changed and they got back on the throne super fire major pro that's like if you go to new york and you have like sparrows yeah exactly (laughs) and you're like new york pizza is trash you know yeah i mean good point but i mean aside from the sandwiches like i said the food super fire and i guess i'll bring this one up when we went with my cousin she put me onto the spot i believe it's called pollo tropical or some shit along those lines bruh to this day i've tried to find something similar to that it's somewhat of a fast foodie but like home cooked I guess I would closely relate it to something like El Pollo Loco, which we see here in California. However, this is more Caribbean style, but it's the same idea. Like you buy chicken and you could get sides of rice and plantains and salad. The thing is, they had this like grilled onions that you could put on your food and this garlic white sauce. This is no hot take. (laughs) Probably the best sauce I've ever had on anything. Wow. And that's coming from you as someone who's yes super picky about sauce. Yeah, no barbecue, no buffalo, no none of that. This sauce, this garlic, white, whatever it is, I don't even really know. I think they just used to call it like the garlic sauce. Very garlic heavy, but I dream about it at least once a month. Damn. No joke. Y'all think I'm joking, but <laughs> I just had to reaffirm. I'm not joking. So good. Major pro. I mean, food in Miami, major pro. Yeah, I'll have to try that out next time I go there, because I've never even heard of that before. Yeah, like, I don't know if they're everywhere, everywhere, but I know that there's several. It's like a small chain down there. Dope. Yeah, I would pro the food in Miami also. I don't really remember all that much from what I ate at the time when I was there, but best believe if I go back or when I go back, I'll hit that place up and get plenty of Cuban sandwiches, so I won't be complaining. And you mentioned your cousin, and that was when she was living there for a while, right? Yeah, so she decided to move down there a summer after she graduated uh, college. And I, along with her mom and her boyfriend, went down there just to like help her out, help her move. And we drove there. It was pretty dope from New York to Florida in like two days. And then after that, I stayed there like another four or five days. But yeah, super dope. That was like the experience i needed to redeem florida even though i still don't really like it and we haven't really talked about it yet and that is the weather Mm. taking a flight there and obviously i've driven there there's just something different in the air when you step out of the car or out of the plane when you're in miami probably anywhere in florida but we're talking miami specifically that it just slaps you in the face with humidity, heat, there's like a smell to it. I was instantly sticky <laughs> within, I want to say like a minute of stepping out of the plane. I actually remember this. And Florida weather, obviously Miami weather, I'm going to have to con it right here. I mean, we could go more in depth, but how do you feel about the weather down there? See, I don't have super strong memories of that, but it does kind of sound familiar. But again, I don't know. It didn't really stick out to me. Also, maybe I also went in the wrong times. Like I told you, the first time I went, middle of the summer. So it was fucking scorching, hot and sticky and humid, raining, 
this is like another one of the things it rains almost every day the only thing is it doesn't rain for the entire day it could be sunny as hell you wake up go out do errands go to the supermarket sunny by the time you come out it's pouring get in the car drive home by the time you're home sunny like not a cloud in sight you're cooking dinner pouring it's super strange obviously it's like surrounded by water and like all that craziness so just geographically like a lot of clouds and rain passes by it just doesn't stay for long and we know they're like known for hurricanes just because of where they are and all that so it's just tricky weather uncomfortable weather when i went the second time with my cousin and stuff i remember legit having to take like extra shirts in the car because i was drenching all my clothes no matter where we were i had like an extra shirt just because i was sweating so much it's an easy easy con for me in terms of the time of year also that you're mentioning we didn't bring up yet that miami is a big spring break destination too yes sir which fits into you know the whole party go crazy kind of vibe of the city or at least part of the city yeah i mean it's a party city like we said and especially around the spring break time which many people look forward to college students and just youngins overall and I can only imagine what it would be like, like spring break in the 80s or 90s. Mm-hmm. And it's something I see all the time, even like on Twitter and everywhere. But Florida, specifically Miami, is like the almost the sixth borough for New York. Like that's where you go when you're just trying to chill, get a cheap flight. That's part of it. Like you get super cheap flights from New York. It's kind of quick. You could just go for a weekend and party. And your cousin didn't end up staying there super long, right? No. I mean, funny story. I don't even know if she would like me saying that, but it's not that embarrassing. She was out there two or three months, and then hurricane season came by, and she got super scared, and there was, like, a major hurricane threat. She's like, yo, I don't I don't think I could do this by myself. Like, <laughs> She's super, like, anxious and worries, and she's like, mm. yo, I'm flying back. Like, I'm not staying here. Like, they were... <laughs> You know, like, oh, Category 3 now, planning to hit Florida by Tuesday. Monday, she did, (laughs) Got in her car and never looked back. That's crazy. She legit stayed in New York. Like, she left because of the hurricane and then just never went back. I mean, I don't blame her, but did she not think about it beforehand? I would not be surprised if she didn't. Uh, (laughs) She's very... Impulsive. Impulsive. I kind of have that in me, too. So I can't hate her, but... But I feel like you would have thought about but that. But I would have thought about it, yeah. Did she like it there otherwise? Do you remember? I think she enjoyed it. She likes that lifestyle. She likes the beach. She had a few friends out there. Only thing I remember her telling me is like she hated just like looking for jobs in the job market down there. It's different, obviously, compared to New York where she grew up. She was used to finding jobs easily and shit. Mm-hmm. So other than that, I think she liked the lifestyle and the nightlife and obviously the beach part of it but everything else she'd probably con as well i mean where would you rank miami in terms of just places you like personally for florida overall florida i've only done orlando and miami i do have family that live in like clearwater and i have family in tampa but i haven't been to tampa yet i don't think i'd like tampa because it seems from what they tell me it's almost like middle of the country but in florida (laughs) 
if that makes any sense flat grasslands with the swamps yeah like that also like not much to do you know right just kind of like suburbia jacksonville's another big city in florida but never done it but from what i hear it's almost like retina country florida (laughs) so in terms of florida itself miami might be the number one within the florida state there's also key west i haven't done which seems and looks pretty dope yeah key west i went to which was nice i liked it there shout out to bloodline the netflix show they do pretty good showing that little area but yeah i mean from florida i'd put miami number one yeah i mean i also haven't been everywhere i've been to key west like i just said been to miami haven't been to orlando or tampa or jacksonville not sure how much i would like them because even in orlando i don't have any interest in disney or universal so i'm not sure how much there would be for me there nothing and the only other place i've been is saint augustine which i have family there and have been to several times and i really like it there and personally i would put that above miami just in general i think even if i didn't have family there i mean i don't know if i would have gone but it's a nice little area where's that compared to miami like to north of it south it's above it's like by jacksonville pretty much like a little south of jacksonville Mm. north east of both orlando and tampa so Mm. yeah it's more north up in the state so yeah overall for miami finishing it up i would say personally light to solid pro i think it has a lot of good going for it from the food to art deco stuff to just a nice weather-ish i mean obviously you mentioned the humidity and stuff which could be an issue but it's still like kind of nice weather and just like a fun place not in the way that other people think of it where you know we're not going to go crazy partying and doing coke and shit like that but it just has like a nice atmosphere to it i think yeah i can agree with that i'd say the food the people like the environment is pretty dope sports teams could use some work but overall like architecture art scene seems to be pretty good fuck art basil though but mostly just the weather i don't know it'll be hard for me to put it on the pro side i'm gonna have to give miami a very very light con damn fair so that wraps it up for this episode of pros and cons i'm kev you can find me at same old kev pretty much everywhere and i'm jack you can find me at jack bloom summer summer with an o on everything peace eat a cuban sandwich